Chapter Ten of the Purple Flame by Roy J. Snell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Chapter Ten: A Startling Discovery. To Attatak, whose mind was filled with the weird tales of the spirit world, to enter a cave away on this unknown mountainside was a far greater trial than it was to Marion. Cold blizzards the wild beasts of timberlands these she could face but the possible dwelling place of the spirits of dead polar bears and walruses to say nothing of old women who had died because they had disregarded the incantations of witch doctors oh this was very bad indeed marian felt the native girl tremble as she took her arm and led her gently forward into the dark depths of the cave the entrance was not wide perhaps twelve feet across but it was fully as high as it was broad our deer can come in too whispered marian if it goes back far enough if there are no wolves said attatak with a shudder wolves marian had not thought of that you wait here she whispered i'll go for the rifle no no attatak gripped her arm until it hurt i will go too so back out of the cave they felt their way now tripping over rocks that rolled away with a hollow sound like distant thunder now brushing the wall till they came at last to the open air marian hated all this delay famished with hunger chilled to the very marrow and weary enough to drop she longed for the warmth of the fire she hoped they might light for the food she could warm over it and the comforting rest that would follow Yet she realized that the utmost caution must be taken Wolves once driven from a cave might stampede their reindeer and lose them forever in the mountains Without reindeer they should have great trouble in getting back to camp the agent would go on his way ignorant of their dilemma their pasture land would be lost and perhaps their herd with it The rifle securely gripped in the hands of Attatak who was the surer shot of the two they again started into the cave Strange to say once the rifle was in her grasp at attack became the bravest of the brave Marion carried a candle in one hand and in the other a block of safety matches the candle was not lighted So drafty was the entrance that no candle would stay lighted Each step she hoped would bring them to a place where the draft would not extinguish her candle But in this she was disappointed it's a windy cavern she said must be an entrance at each end Calling on Attatak to pause Marion struck a match it flared up then went out a second one did the same The third lighted the candle there was just time for a hasty glance about Gloomy brown walls lay to right and left of them and the awful gloom of the cave was most alarming Glancing down at her feet Marian uttered a low exclamation of surprise Then with such a definite and direct puff of wind as might come from human lips the candle was snuffed out What what was it? Attatak whispered she was shaking so that Marian feared she would let the rifle go clattering to the rocky floor Nothing Marian answered really nothing at all the ashes of a campfire and I thought thought she gulped Thought I saw bones in the ashes Bones this time the rifle did clatter on the floor Attatak Marion scolded 
At attack this is absurd Groping in the dark for the rifle she grasped a handful of ashes then something hard and cold that was not the rifle Oh she groaned struggling with all her might to keep from running away Again she tried for the rifle this time successfully she gave it to Atatak with the admonition Kaka do take care eh Atatak whispered Stepping gingerly out of the ashes of the mysterious campfire they again started forward The current of air now became less and less strong and finally when Marion again tried the candle it burned with a flickering blaze a glance about told them they were now between narrow dark walls that the ceiling was very high and there was nothing beneath their feet but rock the yellow glow of light cheered them if there were wolves they made no sound the gleam of their eyes had not been seen if the spirits of the men who had built that long extinguished fire still haunted the place the light would drive them away Atatak assured Marion of that with one candle securely set in a rocky recess and with another close at hand Atatak was even willing to remain in the cave while Marion brought the reindeer in a little way and carried the articles necessary for a meal to the back of the cave There is no moss on this barren mountain Marion sighed our reindeer must go hungry tonight, but once we are off the mountain they shall have a grand feast by the time they had made a small fire on the floor of the cave and had finished their supper night had closed in upon their mountain world Darkness came quickly deepened tenfold by the wild storm that appeared to redouble its fury at every fresh blast The darkness without vied with the bleakness of the cave until both were one Such a storm as it was born and reared on the coast of Alaska Marion had never before experienced anything that approached it in its shrieking violence She did not wonder now that the mountains appeared to smoke with sweeping snow She shivered as she thought what it would have meant had they not found the cave Why she said to Atatak we should have been caught up by the wind like two bits of snow and hurled over the mountain peak the two girls walked to the mouth of the cave and for a moment stood peering into the night the whistle and howl of the wind was deafening. How it did howl! The very rock-ribbed mountain seemed to shake from the violence of it. Elite Ponamuk, too bad," said Atatak as she turned her back to the storm. For Marion, however, the spectacle held a strange fascination. Had the thing been possible, she would have liked nothing better than leaping out into it. To battle with it to answer its roar with a wild scream of her own to whirl away with it to become a part of it to revel in its madness This it seemed to her would be the height of ecstatic joy Such was the call of unbridled nature to her joyous triumphant youth It was with reluctance that she at last turned back into the depths of the cave and helped Atatak unroll the bedding roll and prepare for the night Tomorrow she whispered to Atatak before she closed her eyes in sleep if the storm has not passed and we dare not venture out We will explore the cave eh, eh, Atatak answered drowsily The next moment the roaring storm had no auditors the girls were fast asleep End of chapter 10